Now, listen to this. He didn't just have a yeshiva. He had talmidim. Who were his talmidim? What did they learn? What did it say on their diploma? What did they master in? They had a, a good eye. Right? Now, what does that mean? It means that they didn't just have good midas. They changed their eyesight. They got laser. They changed their eyesight. They came into the yeshiva. They were judgmental. They judged other people who, who they felt, ugh, disgusting what you're doing. You don't dress sneers. You smoke on Shabbos. You eat trave. They had an ayin ra. And they worked on themselves and their diploma said they are ayin taiva. Now when they looked, they saw something else. They saw something entirely different. That's not something that's midas that you learn in 10 minutes. That's a life-altering experience. I see you doing that. The parents who come here, it's so funny because parents who aren't here, they say, I got a call this week, right? And they said, my daughter needs to go to a, a rehab. She's struggling with addiction. Can you recommend a rehab? I said, I'm sorry, I don't recommend rehabs. There are people who do that. So what do you do? I said, well, I guide parents on how to deal with their kids. She said, but what does this have to do with us? This has nothing to do with us. It has to do with her. And then I explained that from the hundreds and hundreds of kids who were addicted, only a small percentage of our kids end up needing rehabs and psych wards and all of that because they change when we change. And how many of you have said that you know, you've know you done the work, and again, it doesn't happen if you don't come to group and it doesn't happen if you don't apply yourself and you don't really work on yourself. Abraham Avinu worked on himself day and night. At least an hour a day, you can give yourself to read the manual and study the videos and to really change. And, and so many of you have done that, where you've told me, I'm a different person. I used to be judgmental. I used to look down. I used to think I'm better than other people. I used to like, look, when you look down at somebody or you're disgusted, implied in that under the surface is your gaiva, your balgaiva. You think you're better than that person, but you don't know if that's true because maybe you're not better. Maybe you're able to behave better because you didn't go through what they went through. Or you're stronger, God-given strength that you were given, but you don't know that that's true. So there's gaiva in there. Judgment. You are being tadin es It says, al tadin es and you are tadin es It says, have done as kol ha'adam l'kafschus, and you weren't. Well, it doesn't mean for this. What do you think it means? No, not for him. The tzaddikim didn't do that. The Rosh Hashiva Shlita, the Rosh Hashiva of Chaim Berlin, Harav Agoyin, Reb Aaron Shechter, Zolzayin was walking Friday night in Flatbush and he saw a few boys smoking on Shabbos. What would you do? Ketanim, small-minded people, look away or say, Ugh, or say a negative word or yell, how could you give Musr, Teichacha? Small-minded Gadladar, what does he say? Boys, lieb, I love you. He didn't lie. Boys, Bachrim, boys, I love you. If you ever need anything, my door is always open to you. That's the way tzaddikim look at people who are struggling. There's so many, I don't want to get into it all now. That's the way tzaddikim, the small-minded people... Ugh, disgusting. Get out of here. Get out of town. And they do it in the name of Hashem. Gaiva in the name of Hashem. 
That's why they can't learn Torah before you rectify your Midas. Because you're going to use the Torah for your Hashchasas Hamidas. You're wild. You're impatient. You have anger issues. You need therapy. You have bad Midas. And you always have an excuse for getting angry. And, and, and you're always right. No. You didn't work on your Midas. And then you're a Talmud Chacham. So the Torah is supposed to change you, but not when you have bad midas. You're placing the first floor of a huge, a second floor, a huge apartment complex on a foundation that's crooked or crumbling. And you're going to abuse the Torah, Hashem Tamimo, Meshivas Nafesh. You're going to abuse, you're going to abuse the Torah to hurt people. It's going to be Sama Mavis. You're going to make other people die. You're going to embarrass other people. And you're not going to have a chelik lailam haba. And you're going to give all your mitzvahs and tayri to the one you embarrassed. But you're going to be sure that you did it right. And that's why you're not going to do tshuva. The baltaiva will do tshuva. The balgaiva won't do tshuva because he thinks he's right. I should do tshuva? Yes. You're a mushchis. You don't have a tayri dika eye. The Baal Shem Tev said to be Makarv. The Chazanish said, God forbid, do not reject those who are struggling. And you reject. You're over on the Chazanish. And you mavayish people. And you cause damage to the Prat and to Klal Yisrael, which suffers from so many people who were rejected. And you do it in the name of Tyra. And for you, there's no hope. Because you're doing it in the name of Hashem. And anybody who comes to tell you Loizu Aderach, you'll say, yeah, you're a weakling. You're modern. No. You're abusing the Torah. And you're using it, I think it's the worst Chil Hashem, because Hashem is saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, mm-mm, don't do that. And you're saying, in the name of God, you should die. In the name of Hashem, get the garbage out of our town. It's what somebody, a hush of a person said about the Oftaderach kids in his town. Get the garbage in Yiddish and Hashem, he's calling garbage. But he's never going to do tshuva. Because he's saying it in the name of Hashem. He's saying, if I didn't care about Hashem and Klal Yisrael, I would never say that. So all the bad midas come out. All the anxiety that you have, all your trauma, and all of your messed up childhood stuff, maybe that you're carrying from the Holocaust, impatience. It's all coming out in the name of Hashem, in the name of Torah. Yeah, that's what that's what Avraham Yitzchak would do. That's what any of the Gedolim would do. Think about Rav Pam. Rav Pam would do that. Rabbi Rosenblum would do that. The Satmar Rebbe would do that. Biggest Kanoi. Your Satmar Rebbe would do that. That's the way he treated people. First of all, once you start saying, then you're done. Guy throwing people out. Throwing the Shamas out. Get out of here. Could be they did something wrong, but there's a way of approaching. There's there's laws, there's laws of taichacha. There's laws of how to do it. As Rav Kappelman Zatzal said, Rabbi Naman Eisenberger Shlita was here in the crisis center, and he repeated from Rav Kappelman. He said, "It's very difficult to hate. You're playing with fire. It's not easy to hate. You know, you have to worry about lashon hara, rechilos." You have to really be a mumcha and have a lot of self-control before you can 
hate somebody or hate on someone or be merachic somebody or, or treat someone negative with, with, with rejection. It's very, very, very difficult. It used to be a real, real mumcha. A lot of self-control. He says, if you're not such a mumcha and you don't have self, so, you don't know all the halachas of all of this, then just hublib. Then just love. Then you won't, you won't be kalia. You won't, you won't do any damage. You won't hurt anybody and you won't hurt yourself. Problem is that it's the people who are angry, they don't have self-control. They don't have the ability to not get angry. They don't have the ability of accepting other people's struggles. I'll tell you something personal, because I, I just want to show you, I feel it'll bring out, I, I don't want to talk about myself, I don't like to talk about myself, I feel that this will be good. One of the things that happened in the last, let's say, 10 years, was that we got even holier in Klal Yisrael, and we rectified, for the most part, we rectified talking in da- during davening. It means most of us grew up in Shtibuch, there was a lot of talking and stuff during davening, and it's wrong, and it's terrible, and it came to the point, and with a lot of help of, of many beautiful Askanim, especially a big Askin and Flapush, who helped a tremendous amount, and a lot of shuls, they, they, they stopped it. Now, how did you change from don't talk during from talking during davening to don't talk during davening, so there were campaigns and there were there were posters put up and but then you always have the speakers the talkers, then you would have the the shmuzin that the rav would give and they would explain that when you talk you're on a boat and you're putting a hole in the boat and the boat is going to sink and our boat is going to sink and our tefillos are not good because of you and they would try guilting it and and another few people would stop talking, but there were always going to be left some speakers some talkers. So then you had the people who would clap at them and go new at them and embarrass them. It was very, it was, it's very tough to change, to become from in a, in a shul, to go from a hundred percent, let's say it wasn't always a hundred percent, let's say 80% people spoke or 60% people spoke to get it down to zero. You know, you, you, you can get 50, 40, 30, 20, you know, you can get 80% to behave, but there's always going to be a few sticklers that, you know, and then they say, don't tell me what to do. And they get angry when you tell them what to do. Who are you to tell me? And uh, there's a lot of tension. I was in two shuls. I was in two shuls where I offered to be the gabai to stop the talking in shul. And I did it because I'm not angry at the people who talk. Because I talked and I stopped talking but I'm not like the Balchuva that hates everybody. I'm like, I totally get why you're talking. And I developed a way to do it without embarrassing anybody. And I'm very proud of myself. I did it for two years. It took two years until I retired. I said, they don't need me anymore. And, and the idea was, nobody should be embarrassed. And, and I, I developed a very simple system. And it was very simple. I said, we can't daven while there's talking. So if there's too much talking, I went over, I stood by the Balchuva, and I put my hand on the sitter. And when you put you do when you do that for five seconds or ten seconds in the middle, like and all of a sudden it's quiet. It's a long time, five seconds. It was never more seven seconds, eight, it was never more than ten seconds. And when it's quiet, then everybody stops and then you hear the speakers. And the speakers actually realize, because like during the show. They, they, there's noise, so then they don't realize that they're talking. And every, all of a sudden, it, it makes their talking louder, makes them realize, they stop talking, continue davening. I never had to stop more than, let's say, 
three, four, maximum five times throughout davening and laning. By laning also, I put my hand in the middle of, in the middle of laning. I tried to wait to the end of a pasuk and stop. It's a long time, five seconds. It's like, and one guy even got upset at me. He said, davening is so much longer because of you. <laughs> it was never longer than 40 seconds. And I eradicated, I eradicated talking. That's all. It worked. And sometimes I had to do it one after another. But I eradicated it. Now, what I made sure to do was that as the talking was coming from there, I never looked at the people talking. Because I, I didn't care. It wasn't about who's talking. And it wasn't about my message to you. It was that we decided that we don't want talking, whatever schus that we needed or whatever the impetus was, whatever. It doesn't matter why. And I wanted to be the one to do it because I wanted to do it without fighting and without embarrassment. So I never looked. And if I was standing by the bima and I had to cover up by the laning and the talking was from there, I would badafka look the other direction where there was no talking. I never made eye contact. I never wanted to put anyone down. We eradicated talking, I would say, 99%. Listen, a guy could whisper that nobody could hear, nothing you could do about that, and it didn't disturb the show, so to speak. So I wanted it just for the point is that the same... Two people can care very much to eradicate talking. One guy will yell and be mavaza and will scream because he has anger problems. He has anger problems. And he'll say, in the name of Tyra, and then he'll tell you all the chazal that say that you're killing all the tefillahs and everything. But you could do it without embarrassing. You have to figure out a way how to fix people without embarrassing them. So listen to this. They had a a graduation. He has ayin toiva. So something will happen, and everybody will look at it, and this guy is a bad guy, and he's about taiva, and he's about gaiva, and he's a liar, and he's this, and the ayin toiva graduate will look at it, and will see, no, 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 no. Ayin toiva. He'll look at it in a good light. Hainu shebe yeshivasai shel Avram Avinu. Listen to these words. In the yeshiva of Avram Avinu, lamdu, they learned, va'asku, and they were busy with, they worked out, v'chidshu, and they were machadesh chidushe taira, besugyas elu, and these sugyas, and these, how is he sugya? Besugyas elu shel ayin toiva, v'ruach namucha, v'nefesh shvela. These inyanim, they are koilu, they, they include all midas. So there was shiurei taira and ayin taiva, ruach namucha, nefesh And all of a sudden, after three hours of thinking, one of them says, I have a chiddush. And he was mechadish and he wrote a notebook and he read a stencil, the chaim stencil on nefesh They were oisik in it. They were oisik, busy, toil. They toiled in midas. We don't do that. It's so dangerous that we don't do that. They toil. Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. Zekamur in Masechta Avos. That's what Pshat is in Masechta Avos. This is the Masechta of our forefathers of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. Shetachlisa shetchunas hanefesh vaativiyah shela adam yu Yehudiim. The purpose of Pirkei Avos is that our tchunas hanefesh, our character traits. Our natural tendencies, we have to change from our bad nature and make our second nature become first nature, and our nature should be Yehudim, Yiddish. You should have a Yiddish blick. 
When you look at somebody struggling, you should look with Yiddish eyes. You see somebody troubled, Yiddish eyes. Somebody you could help. You have to have a Yiddish blick, a Yiddish cook, a way to look at the world with a Yiddish mindset. Be a Jew. Not knowledge of Torah. That's not enough. Be a Yid. That is being Masaka in the world. In general, and your world yourself. That's why this Masechta is called Avais. It's named after them. This was what we learned from the Avais Haktoshim, our forefathers. That's what they were busy with all the time. And in these concepts, they were mechadish chedusha da'iraisa. They were mechadish chedusha. How do you say chedusha? Mechadish new ideas and new concepts of the Torah. Now, how could we expect to achieve to have a brain that's Yehudi brain and a, and, and a lave Yehudi, a moyach Yehudi and a lave Yehudi and hargoshas Yehudi feelings of a yid if we don't go ahead and work on ourselves? Maybe we should have the first four years of Masifta, the first four years of, 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 uh, Besmedrish should be working on Amidis. Could always learn Tyra afterwards, but it would be applied to a Gibar in Midas. Maybe, obviously, that's not something that's gonna happen. But at least, let's not ignore it. Let's not go through our lives with very, very weak Midas. It's dangerous because then we take the Torah and we defile the Torah in the name of Hashem because of bad Midas that we have. Midos is what defines us. Midos is what changes us. Before we learn the material, Midas changes us from being the way that they are and the way we are meant to be. And once you have Midas, you have self-control. You don't get angry. You don't get jealous. You don't, you don't get haughty. You don't think you're better than anybody. And then you'll already see the world in a different light. You'll be living in a different world. You'll be living in a world of the Avasak Taishim. And you'll be able to accomplish for yourself and for Klal Yisrael so much more than being that selfish person who only sees the way you see and stuck the way you're stuck, mugbal and, 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 in, in grain, like, like, um, uh, ensconced and stuck in your maitsarim of your bad midis. I can't go too far that way because of my gaiva. I can't do this because I'm very limited. What we need to do is have muscle. Muscle, true emistic Yiddish muscle. And that comes from studying how to have chesed and gvura and teferis, how to work on our midis. And then our children, will be raised by parents and by Rabbeim who have golden amidas. I was not close to Rav Pam, but I consider myself a massive major Talmud of Rav Pam because he was just so edel. He was so wonderful. He was so kind. If I had to be like somebody, I would want to be like him. Not knocking anybody else. I have a lot of people that I want to be like, but I'm just picking somebody that I didn't know. I met him one time, I have a nice picture with him, but I heard so many stories and I learned his svarim. And, and, and he couldn't have said those things that those, that those hotheads say. 
So would they know what the Torah wants, that they're kanoim and they have a right to talk in the name of Hashem and they're angry. And they're, I, I wouldn't even listen to somebody whose face looks angry. Look at the way the way Rav Palm spoke. Edelkeit. Look at Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, Shiva Shlita. So calm and kind and compassionate. Just relax. Rav Gershon Edelstein. You know, before you even get into a, a Shiloh, who's right, what should I do? Put a picture on the wall of somebody you would want to look like. Let's look at their face. The fire and brimstone guys, I would never want to look like them. I would never want to think like them. There's so many heroes that we have of emistic attire that comes with an adinus, so sweet. Chazanish. I'm just reading about the Chazanish. It's unbelievable. Read about the Chazanish. You see what a golden a person is. He cared about every single person. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is our, 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 our life's mission. And we can't forget about it because then we'll never be who we were meant to be.